This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Hello, and uh, what is going on, my fellow Shwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another best episode of all time of Cancel Shweezy, episode 102, continuing the triple-digit era of Cancel Shweezy. What is up? What's going on, folks? Happy Thanksgiving. It's This episode comes out the day before Thanksgiving this year, and I'm recording it uh, a, week, uh, a week before Thanksgiving because... Uh, I will be very busy with traveling and shows all Thanksgiving week, and I need to make sure that uh, I can go full throttle uh, for all those shows. So, uh, making sure uh, everything's going to be good. So, if something happens, it's we're recording this. What's the day today? Can I get the day? iPad. Oh, November 17th. We're recording this on November 17th. So, something important happens uh, after November 17th, and this is the last episode. It's up. Just saying, if I die, this would be a horrible will. I don't want to jinx him. If I, if I die, um, let's, uh, this is the, 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 I recorded this on November 17th, so I'm not recording something from the dead. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to kill myself, folks. I'm just, uh, this, this was, uh. That's rough, buddy. I shouldn't have brought, I shouldn't have said anything. Anyways, though, welcome, welcome to the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. I'm Sweezy. Or uh, you may know me better as the Foreplay King. Uh, how's everyone doing today? I'm just making sure you're all all right. This is a conversation. If it isn't, it's me talking over you. That's the kind of conversation we're having. Uh, and I really like that. And so why why stop what we're doing? Why stop while we're ahead? Why stop who who we really are? Let's do it. Cancel Sweezy, uh, you know, it's the only podcast that's uh, Thanksgiving these nuts in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, that was the worst joke ever. I would be like, gobble, 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 gobble these nuts. <laughs> Can you believe I actually added this sound for this today? Like, what we're doing? Like, could you, can you, can you believe I added it just for this? And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. <laughs> Um, anyways, though, we got announcements to make. Uh, this would be the day this comes out, episode comes out tonight. 
I will be at Rose Music Hall in Columbia, Missouri for Wild Turkey Wednesday playing bass guitar for Jacob Gapsh. Uh, check that out. November 24th, 23rd, what's the 20? What's the, yeah, it's the 23rd. November 23rd, I'm with uh, Jacob Gapsh playing bass uh, for Wild Turkey Wednesday at Rose Music Hall. Make sure if you're in the area, avoid your family. Spend less time with your families. You don't want to spend a lot of time with your family. Uh... You want to go to Wild Turkey Wednesday to see Jacob Gapsh live and me playing bass live. It's going to be cool. Uh, it's going to be cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. So you're definitely going to want to go check that out. So make sure if you're in the air, come come hang out. It's going to be a fun time. Like I generally, uh, generally, I love playing with Jacob. He, he's some, I've just recently started playing with Jacob and he is a lot of fun. He is a uh, country music artist, can be kind of a bitch to play with. Jacob is a unicorn of a human being and as someone to play with. And I'm telling you, I'm telling y'all, it's going to be a fun time. And if we're ever in your area, you better you better believe you're coming up in May. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, so definitely go check that out. I'll Turkey Wednesday. Uh, with also uh, my song, Last Christmas, the one I covered by Wham, is out wherever you get your music. Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, D's or D's Nuts. <laughs> Uh, YouTube, Amazon, uh, anywhere else, anywhere else, I believe, uh, we should be there. That's where, that's where music lives, is, uh, Shweezy. It's basically, if you're looking for me, you just gotta, you know, it's like cancel Shweezy, but you just type in Shweezy and forget the cancel part as you do that. And I also have other music out there, you should go check that out, but Last Christmas is the most important one that you should be checking out right now, because that's the new release, it's part of... Uh, Never Nude Records, Grandma Got Run Over by a Tour Van compilation album, which is really cool, and it's also a great album to be streaming in the Christmas time, because uh, there are no better albums to be streaming right now than that one. Uh, what's your favorite The NSYNC Christmas album? That's mine too, but Never Nude Records has released one, because I'm not on the NSYNC Christmas album, but I'm on Grandma Got Run Over by a Tour Van, so and that's out now. So you should definitely go check that out, and more music under Shweezy as well. Um, and, uh, if you want more announcements of when I play shows or, uh, release music and release new podcasts and stuff like that, definitely go check me out on social media at the Shweezy, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Those are the great places to go check me out over there. So definitely don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And definitely go check out everything over there as well. Along with our Twitch page, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Um, by the time this episode comes out, I don't know when the next time I'll be streaming is, uh, but, uh, I have recently been streaming the new Pokemon game, uh, as of right now, I'm buying it, so the Friday, I'm gonna be, Friday, I'm gonna try Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday to be streaming a lot of that, so it's gonna be a lot of fun, I'm gonna be just going, going full throttle, which one's that? Feel like a woman, a real woman. Let's go full throttle. There we go. We're going full throttle on the new Pokemon Violet. So definitely go check that out. Uh, Twitch.tv slash TheShweezy. If you have an Amazon Prime account already, you can connect it to your Twitch account, and you can subscribe to anyone. Uh, Typically, that's around $5. Now, following anyone over on Twitch is free for everyone. But however, if you want to financially support someone, subscribe. And if you have an Amazon Prime, you get one free subscribe. It's like $5 usually, but you get that free. And uh, that money goes directly out of Jeff Bezos' bank account. Uh, for sure, that's that's how I know. I know it's directly out of his bank account, so don't give that mon- guy money, okay? Don't be, yeah. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Uh, and then we have our Patreon page where you can financially help support the show. It's basically basically a tip jar right now, but we 
always say thank you for being a friend, for helping out the show. Uh, and by helping out the show, it's helping out me and my creative endeavors and uh, me eating food. And uh, It's not going to OnlyFans. I can tell you that. That money's not going to OnlyFans. I don't subscribe to anyone on OnlyFans anymore because anyway, I said it anymore. Because uh, I realized that's simp shit. And we're not being, we're, it's no simp November right now. We already failed, no, not November. So it's no simp November. Porn is free too. Let's remember that. Porn is free, and uh, we're, we're moving on. Uh, let's get into the news. Oh, no, we forgot to all tell you all the free shit you can do. Uh, if you're on the audio-only platform, make sure you go to our YouTube page. We're really trying to build up that platform. Uh, we share highlights from the show, so that way you don't have to tell your friends to go to a specific marking in the podcast. Go check that out. You can just say, hey, check this out. This is really funny. You'd definitely enjoy this. So def- definitely a cool thing to do um, like that, and uh, like us, subscribe, leave us a comment on Facebook. I like reading the comments on Facebook because they're actual, I'm actually getting intellectual people uh, who check that shit out, and I think that's really cool, and, I, and you know what? I like that. So, yeah, and if you're on the audio platform, obviously, uh, give us a 5432 or one-star review, and uh, leave us, uh, and uh, yeah, write a review too, or rating and review, so. Uh, Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Anyways, though, we're getting to the news. Typically, this segment is called Previous Week right now. However, I am recording this in the current week of not the next. The episode comes out next week, but we're still in the previous week. So we're recording the previous week. Previous week actually right now. That's what we're calling this. Previous week actually right now. And uh, so, you know, as our buddy Philip Franco would say. Let's just jump into it. Um... Okay, time for... Alrighty, we're time for our segment we like to call... Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Uh, in which we go over what the fuck Garth Brooks has been up to. So, uh, uh, you know... Let's just jump into it. This is right straight from People. Garth Brooks announces 2023 Las Vegas residency after rapping stadium tour. Garth Brooks is headed to Sin City. The country superstar 60 announced a new headlining Las Vegas residency on Monday that will take place at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. Starting in May 2023, Brooks will launch Garth Brooks slash Plus One, a series of shows that will be different each night thanks to varying band members and a few special guests. He'll play 27 dates from May through December 2023. Vegas is the place where anything goes. And the Coliseum at Caesars is the heart of Vegas. Brooks said in a statement, the perfect combination to present a show that will not only push the envelope, it's gonna shred. The Friends in Low Places singer, God damn it, uh, who wrapped a massive three and a half year stadium tour in September, explained on Good Morning America that he'll ha- have his band in tow, but not always on stage with him to keep things interesting. The band is coming, but it's the one man show. He said, they're going to sit in the audience so at any time, you want a fiddle just to come up and join you? Anytime you want, just want percussion and background to come up with you and sing, or it's just you. Or just bring the whole band up to do Friends in Low Places. This should be stupid. Having Garth Brooks, one of the greatest of all time, bring his tremendous talents in an entirely new show to the Coliseum, only adds to the remarkable legacy of Caesar's Palace. Anthony Carano, a president of Chief Operating Officer for Caesars Entertainment, said in a statement, We are confident that Garth Brooks slash Plus One will be an unforgettable live entertainment experience for our guests, and we are honored that he has chosen to join the Caesars Entertainment family. Brooks, who is the best-selling solo artist in U.S. history, ended his stadium tour in September in Ireland. The tour has seen by nearly 3 million people and drew an average of more than 95,000 people in each city. So, uh... 
the the first comment uh, someone sent me when they found this, like, hey, it looks like people are going to die from the guy on stage, not from the fucking hotel tower. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, it's funny. And then, like, Whiskey Riff. Whiskey Riff is just, just, nonsense. It's like, Garth Brooks is going to eat people from the stage. Like, Whiskey Riff is in on the joke now? They're in on the joke. Garth's really going to, like, he's been ignoring this pretty well. Like, I've seen a couple things, and I've heard people, like, who have uh, worked with him say they don't. And I really like that. Don't really like that. Uh, But Garth doesn't hate anyone, so... Uh, you can't hate anyone when they're dead. That's it's just easy. Then you know there's no reason you have to hate anyone when they're dead. Um, but honestly, the solo show is kind of cool because I remember he played at the Ryman forever ago, and he just like did a lot of covers too. And I'm like, that'd be a lot of fun. And that's the problem with Garth because like you want to hate him for how like you know the his morality of how he murders people, he eats them, he hides the bodies, he won't give the bodies back to the families, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but then you listen to him play and just like, this old highway is getting younger, horn of so much been home. I'm like, God damn, this is good. <laughs> He's just listening to it. You're like, this is awesome. And so, uh, and maybe I'm the bad person, uh, for making these jokes, but it's definitely a dark side to him. And, uh, like he posed a picture with like his anthology too. And he, like he looks he looks like he's hiding something. Like, he's definitely looking like he's hiding something in there. But, like, you know, I, I, I initially saw the announcement, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm uh, I'm the Garth Brooks News Channel, apparently. Uh, and it says, Vegas is the place where anything goes, and the Coliseum at Caesars is the heart of Vegas. I'm like, where anything goes. And he also said something along the lines of, just like, what happens to your stage? I'm like, this is not what you want to hear. Imagine if Jeffrey Dahmer, well, 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 you see here, Vegas is where anything goes, and, uh, when I tell you, um, everything that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and that's why I like it, you would be terrified out of your fucking mind. You'd, uh, be completely terrified. It looks like I have a gray streak in my hair. It is dry shampoo, I'm telling you folks, I'm not going gray. Not yet. I'd let you know if I'm, like, I saw gray hair today. Uh, so, um... Nevertheless, he persisted. Um, I don't say that as much as I used to on this show. Uh, anyways, though, um, I guess you can get tickets to it. Probably easier than getting Taylor Swift tickets right now, which we're not going over on this show. I'm just letting you all know right now. We will not be going over the Taylor Swift tickets problem. Some people, I heard, I know some people got them, some people didn't. Uh, life's a dirty game, you gotta play dirty to win it, you know? From Alabama Life and Culture, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield team up for the, for Holy Ears, an edible cannabis product. Uh, Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield are teaming up as business partners with Holy Ears, an edible cannabis product, and take off take off their infamous moment where Tyson bit a chunk of Holyfield's ear off during a 1997 heavyweight title fight. According to Fox, Holy Ears is THC and Delta-8 THC-infused edibles shaped like bitten ears, which will launch in November through Tyson 2.0, the boxer's cannabis company. Tyson, per the report, said it was his wife, Kiki's idea to have Holy Ears as a product. I said, I said, okay, I gotta, I gotta do the Mike Tyson voice. I said, that's awesome. 
Then we played it with it, we released it, it was an immediate success, Tyson, who initially dropped the product as MacBats, told Fox News Digital. It was immediate success. And so I was saying, why don't Evander get involved too? Uh, Hollyfield, on the other hand, to be convinced of the new venture, they th- they said it was about helping people. Oh, that's not. They said it was about helping people. Hollyfield told Fox News Digital. So I said I ain't got no problem helping people. I didn't know if it was something that I had to act like I was smoking, re- like I was smoking reefer. I realized it is a helping. It is for helping somebody else. So the fact that it was something that helped somebody else, I was fine with it. So that's cool. Um, that's that's a cool. Uh, so if you're a product of the 90s, you'd probably remember, and that's what Mike Tyson's like, he, he better do, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I actually haven't done a lot of research into that whole story, but like, he bit a dude's ear, like, he bit a chunk out of a dude's ear, aren't they boxers, though? Like, you know, I haven't gotten too much into it, but aren't they boxers? Like, how, how do you, how do you, you're punching with your hands, how do you, did you, like, bite onto his ear to get a good punch in or something like that? How does that work? I maybe need to do a little more research into that. I'm not too sure, but I think it's important we know that that happened, and let's never forget. And now they're, like, okay about it, and they're like, you know what? You want to make weed together? Make some ebitals? Ebitals, as they would like to say, and, uh, yeah. They just legalized weed in Missouri. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to get myself an ear and a completely... Completely go out of my fucking mind uh, from it. It's like, uh, what do they say? It was helping someone. La, 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 la. Uh, holy ears. It's awesome. I play with it. And, really, this, this, this. and he said it was helping people. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe helping people. Could be helping anyone at this point in life, folks. Uh, life's, life's dirty. Sometimes someone bites your ear. That's good. I would be so mad if someone bit my ear. Just, like, at least get a part with acne on it, you know? Does anyone else just get a ton of acne on their ear? Like, I always feel like I get a lot on my ear. It's always annoying because, that like, it's always so hard to pop the pimples on there. And then just big and bulbous and shit like that. Maybe it's because of earplugs, but, like, I mean, or earplugs or, like, headphones and shit like that. But I can't, like, get away from it. I play music and I do this, and so I like it in like the in ears because I like that they're in ears and they make it quieter for me. So I'm like I can't necessarily get away with it. But uh, anyways, though that shit's annoying. Um, and life's a dirty game. Just gotta gotta be dirty to play dirty. It's what that's what they that's what they say. All right, I need a drink. <laughs> Here's feeling good all the time, folks. This is I'm drinking twisted tea. This is it looks like beer though. I'm tough. I'm drinking beer. It's twisted tea, half and half. All right. Oh, this is this is a very interesting article in here. From it's phys.org size.org. Study shows cash transfers from rich to poor can increase happiness of the poor. What? Uh, a team of researchers at the University of British Columbia working with two wealthy donors was has found that transferring money from rich people to poor people can increase the level of happiness reported by the poor people who receive the money. 
In their paper published in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, the group describes experiments they conducted that involved transferring money from rich people to poor people in both rich and poor countries. There is an old proverb that says you can't buy happiness, but that may not be true, at least for people living at the lowest levels of modern society. Also, for many years, people have debated the impact of money on levels of happiness. Some studies have shown that the rich are no happier than everyone else. But what such studies sometimes overlook in is the impact of an increase in money on people who can benefit the most, the poor. Measure this impact, the researchers enlisted the assistance of two wealthy donors who together donated $2 million to the study. <laughs> Some wealthy donors. <laughs> the portions of the money were, were then distributed to the subjects. 200 people were given $10,000 each with the only stipulation that they reported monthly on any changes in the level of happiness they experienced through the sudden gift. Each was also asked to fill out a final report six months later. Those citizens, those chosen to receive the money lived in poor countries such as Kenya and Indonesia, as well as rich countries such as the U.S., Canada, and Australia. Each of the recipients were also asked to spend their entire gift within three months. The researchers also enlisted the assistance of control group of people from the same places as those who received the money but received no money themselves. In studying the report, the researchers found that the people living at the bottom of the economic scale reported much higher increases in happiness after receiving the cash than did those living much higher up on average, three times as much. People living on salaries over 123000 on the other hand, reported little change in their happiness levels. The researchers also found that overall life satisfaction improves by 0.36 points for the group as a whole. The researchers suggest their experiments show that economic plans by communities or governments to transfer wealth from the rich to the poor could result in dramatic increases in life satisfaction for most of their constituents. Okay. Um... So, I know what we're all thinking. I, I just finished reading this article. I know what we're all thinking. No fucking shit. That opens. I love it when people are like, money can't buy happiness. I'm like, and you know who always, you know, are the ones saying that? The fucking rich assholes. Those are always the ones who decide they want to say, oh, money can't buy happiness. I'm like, yes, it fucking can. Uh, money definitely buys happiness. And uh, if, if you want to prove it, I can, if you give me money right now, it'll make me very happy. But, like, could you imagine $10,000, like, you know, I'm thinking, like, the United States, where it's, like, as an adult, like, $10,000 is a lot of money, but also at the same time, like, like, you're not, like, you're not, like, you're not changing your wealth. Like, you're, you just got $10,000, and it's fucking, fucking rad. Um, you know, it's just right. But, like, $10,000 in, like, Kenya, Indonesia, that shit has to go a long way. $10,000 in Indonesia. Did you just buy Kenya? Is that what happened? Do you just, you're given $10,000. You know, I have $10,000. I'm just going to buy Kenya. You know, like I have to imagine Kenya is like $10,000. Indonesia, that's probably, they're probably around $10,000 too. And then like US, Canada, Australia, like $10,000. I'm like, it's just, it's just very nice to have $10,000. And it's like, you have to spend in three months. or like, okay, first of all, things first. What around my home or what I need do I need to get fixed? Like $10,000. Easily $10,000 could just buy you a very nice car. Like, not buying like a Lamborghini or whatever, but like a Ford Focus. Like, you know, like I think like most good cars, they're like, I don't know how much good cars are these days. Um, but like $10,000 will buy you new cars. So if you need a new car, you buy that. Like, you know how much better your life is? You buy a brand new car. No problems with it whatsoever because... 
a lot of times, like, you know, if we're talking about how, like, money buys happiness and shit, uh, saying having a car that breaks down all the time, you keep spending money and money and more money on a car to get it fixed and stuff like that, where it's almost, like, not even worth it. But, like, you have $10,000 to buy a new car that's not going to, like, you're probably not going to have too many problems with assuming uh, you don't have any accidents. Uh, you're in, you're in pretty good shape. So, yeah, $10,000, that's a lot of money. Why can't I be a part of this study? Shit like that. I mean, like, I buy so much fucking music gear. Uh, be buying so much music gear. That's 100%, like, uh, 100% what I be doing. It's all going to music gear. It's, that's 100% what it's going for. Um, so, what's the, what's the lesson here? Can you buy happiness? You can 100% buy happiness. Happiness, you can buy happiness. The people who say money can't buy you happiness are probably narcissists. And so having money doesn't make them happy because nothing makes them happy. The only thing that makes them happy is making people miserable. And what would you say if you want to make someone miserable? You can't buy happiness. Uh, and like I say, you they could have made the study like, like, you know, like when like the stimulus checks came out, like how nice it was for so many people. They're like, oh, okay, I can like catch up on my bills and everything. <sighs> what, what a, you making my dreams come true. Ooh. Ooh, 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 woo, woo, yeah, 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 you, you making my dreams come true. So, that's exciting. Okay, we got our last article today from CBC, that's Canada, for those of you who don't know. ABC's America, and I never knew that until, like, a couple months ago. But a CBC's Canadian broadcasting system, ABC's American broadcasting system, it's not just that's just a just a funny funny thing. ABC. It's like oh, I like the the alphabet. No, nope, it means something, uh, folks. Okay, man who ate forty rotisserie chickens in forty days says it felt like the right thing to do. I like that. Uh, Alexander Tominsky doesn't know why he decided to eat 40 rotisserie chickens in 40 days. He simply felt compelled by a force deep inside. I keep saying this, but it's the truth. I just felt like the right thing to do, Tominsky, or as he's known on the internet, Philadelphia Chicken Man, told as it happened, uh, host Neil Coxel, uh, it was something in my subconscious that was pushing me to the longevity of the uh, at least seven days, and then 30, and then at 30 days, I didn't feel enough pain, so I took it to 40. He felt plenty of pain along his self-imposed journey. Now he can barely stand to think of the bird. In fact, he said he's completely lost his appetite for food altogether. Tominsky's intimate and graphic description of rotisserie chicken, a seemingly ordinary grocery store staple, border on the obscene. A rotisserie chicken, it's almost like sensory overload, like the smell, the way it sounds when you pull it apart, the taste, like everything, every bit about it just very amplified when it comes to your senses, he said. But the final moments of his mission were downright euphoric. Tominsky polished off his 40th bird on Sunday in front of a group of ardent fans to the tune of Bruce Springsteen's Streets of Philadelphia. My adrenaline was pumping. There was just so much serotonin dancing around inside my skull that the flavor wasn't really even something that was in my consciousness at all. Just the sound of people screaming with joy, he said. At first, he was surrounded by caution tape to keep the onlookers from getting too close, but then he found himself in need of energy and support to swallow down the last portion of the fowl. So he cut the tape and let the people in. Everyone surrounded me, and it was almost ritualistic. There was just swarms of people circling me, and just heat was radiating 
off their bodies. There was seagulls flying in circles above, and then the most magical thing happened, he said. A bee flew around the chicken, landed, and took a little piece and worked its butt off to fly away with a little morsel of the poultry. Everyone in the audience was just started screaming, and that's when I knew that it was something special. This isn't just some someone eating chicken. The people of Philadelphia, it appears, agreed. Tominsky documented his project on Twitter and attracted a massive following. Dozens of people showed up to cheer him on as he ate his final bird in a location described on signs as the abandoned pier near Walmart. According to the New York Times, the crowd shouted, Eat that bird! Eat that bird! Uh, Tominsky obliged. He says he's not working with local groups to use his newfound celebrity to encourage food donations. Oh, he is now working with local food local groups to use his newfound celebrity as encouraged fruit donations for the city's hungry. I'm trying to take advantage of some of his attention to help the city. I love so much, he said. What a fucking glorious, glorious thing. Uh, for, uh, I think he did this way too close to Thanksgiving, I'm just going to say, because uh, we know even Thanksgiving, we eat turkey. And uh, this dude's going to see the turkey and he's like, I'm out. I don't know. He's like, I don't want to eat food at all. You're like, how do you get to that point in life? Okay, I guess 40 rotisserie chickens. I was like, how do you get to that point in life? Like, you eat 40 rotisserie chickens. That's how you get to that point in life. Uh, and all of a sudden, um, but yeah, dude, what an inspiration to all of us, to this family, to this community, uh, an inspiration to the world. And uh, yeah, and Philadelphia voted for... Uh, John Fetterman, and look people, how could someone vote for John Fetterman? How could someone vote for fucking Dr. Oz? What are you talking about? Like a fucking joke doctor? Like, come on. But Philadelphia, you have you have won the hearts of millions. And uh, Tominsky, keep on keeping on. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy? only for it to turn out to be a mirror, and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. 
Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign but wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! Alright, so I wanted to talk about a show I watched on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Disney+, Plus. I actually specifically watched it with my mother. Uh, because, uh, for those of you who don't know, my dad died and I'm here in Missouri, helping her out, and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's fun to talk about, so we, we eat dinner, uh, it's, I'd rather put anything on that's not a Hallmark film, uh, cause those drive me crazy, and then I start laughing at the dumbass fucking shit, uh, that goes on in a Hallmark movie, and then, uh, she gets mad, and it's a whole ordeal, it's a whole whole mess. Man proposes and God disposes. So yeah, I wanted to talk about Big Shots, the show we watch on Disney Plus. Uh, it, it involves John Stamos, or to me, he'll always be Uncle Jesse to me. Uh, he'll always be Uncle Jesse. Uh, but he, anyways, though, let me read. Uh, I guess what Wikipedia has on the entire series. Uh, what what the fuck those guys are talking about? Uh, from Wikipedia, uh, the series follows Marvin Korn, a temperamental basketball coach who's fired from his job at the University at Wisconsin and relocates to California to coach a girls' basketball team at Westbrook School, an elite high school for girls. So, yeah, was, so I surprisingly really like this show. Uh, I normally wouldn't want to, talk, want to talk about it, but I feel like uh, I feel like I did. I do. I feel like I do have to talk about. It. I have to do the do today. Uh, so let's talk about. Let's just, you know, let's... Let's just jump into it. Uh, see what's going on here in Big Shot. So, uh, you know, and I think, you know, at the beginning of the show, I was like, I don't know, this isn't, like, my favorite show of all time, you know? I'm like, I don't really care about this show. But uh, I got invested. Uh, the storyline caught me. And you, you ever watch a show where you're like, yeah, I don't really care what happens in this show, or you're not that interested in it, but then you get... Uh, and somehow you're invested into it. You get so invested into it, and you're like, okay, I have to see this through. So, like, I think they just released season two, like, last month, and then, uh, like, before that, they had season one. And I have no clue if they're going to do a season three. I think they could pull off a season three. I would just say this is a good show that I feel like should... I always feel like, yeah, because it, it left it open for a season three, but it also actually could have probably ended at season two. That would have been good as well. It's kind of a... It's kind of all up in the air at this point with it, so uh, what they're going to do. But I think Disney, I think you should renew. I think it's ABC Productions. You should renew Big Shots and stuff like that because it's better than Hallmark shows. Uh, I do like John Stamos, and uh, I, it just seems weird. He, he does pull off, like, the college coach really well. Like, he surprisingly pulls it off really well. I, I'm, I was, like, really surprised. I'm like... That's it. And he gets, like, so he gets, uh, the initial, like, first episode is, like, he gets, uh, they kick him, like, they fire him from the coach. Like, he was, like, a, like, NCAA champion 
uh, like coach. And so like insanely good coach. Like he's Bill Self of the Kansas Jayhawks. That's how good he is. And he even mentioned in one episode that he, he was like trying to recruit a kid. And like I, I recruited a kid uh, who was in like about to sign with Kansas. I'm like about to sign with Kansas to go to Wisconsin. Like that's a big deal because like. If you, like, those of you don't know anything about basketball, uh, if you play for Kansas basketball, uh, you only have to play there one year, and then you get to join the in, the NBA. Like, if you play with Kansas, like, you're just, you know, usually you're ready to go. Like, you're not even really in college. You're you're literally just there to play basketball. Uh, it's a weird, it's a weird, the NCAA is very weird. Uh, and, you know, small schools are a little bit different, but, like, big schools... You know, the ones that make a ton of money from their sports. Uh, yeah, you're basically just there to, uh, you're basically there. To, it's basically a job. And it's like, it's a weird line that is like, because like some of them, because it's a debate. Like, oh, you're a college athlete. Like, you're there to go to school or are you there to further your sports career? And it's weird. And they always, you know, they always take like the easiest fucking classes and shit like that. So, Anyways, that he moves from that because people got mad at him. He threw a chair, which uh, he threw a chair at a game because the ref made a bad call, and uh, and a lot of people agree the ref did make a bad call. I didn't really pay attention to that part too much. That was the first episode. It was like a very very cheap sequence made, uh, and so like the only place that'll hire him is a uh, a girls' school uh, in California, which like Wisconsin to California location wise. A way better location. I'm just saying there. Wisconsin in the winter versus just normal weather. I think it's near San Diego, Santa Barbara, I want to say. So, the good part. Like, the probably the best area of the world weather-wise to live in. So, that had to be nice for him. Um, but, uh, yeah. so, I mean, that's cool. Um, and stuff like that. But, yeah, you know, it's like the... The teen drama, too, and, like, sometimes the acting got really cheesy, and then sometimes it was, like, okay. Uh, my favorite part of the show is actually uh, the the girl, like, the, the girls on the team just, like, dealing with the drama because, like, girl drama is just so ridiculously stupid. Um, like, they had, like, one subplot where a guy, eventually, the second season, they turn, they have a boys, a boys school come in because their school got, I don't know, uh, black mold or some shit. You know, it, it, you may need to watch the show to get more details on it. But then, like, uh, this one guy was like trying to date two of the girls on the basketball team, and like, I was like wondering, like, how is this gonna end? You know, like, are the girls gonna end up hating each other? But surprisingly enough, when they found out, both the girls were like, "We're better than this," and they just hated the guy. That's how they like they decided to do it. They decided to hate the guy instead of like saying like, "You need to back up." No, you need to back up. I'm like. I like. I remember wanting that resolved. I'm like, wow, that resolved way better than I thought it was going to resolve. You know, it's just like teen drama shows. Like I grew up on that shit. I mean, uh, I watched The Secret Life of the American Teenager for the longest time. They had they talked about sex way too much on that show, and uh, I'd rather see the sex than talk about it. Just being honest with everyone in the world, I think that's a fair thing to say. Would you rather watch sex or talk about it? Because when you talk about it, it just gets kind of weird. Uh, sometimes when you're goofing around and talking about it, it's kind of fun, but anyways, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was surprising. Um, uh, one thing I hated, uh, basically there's like a plot, it started in season two, there's Holly, 
she was basically Coach Corn or Uncle Jesse, whichever one you want to prefer, uh, is his, like, assistant coach for the first season. And then the second season, she gets the full-time coach job at the rival school. And then in the same year, they quit. She quits and becomes the men's basketball coach of the school that's going to Westbrook now. It's better if you watch the show. I'm telling you, it's a lot better if you watch the show. So, like, that was interesting. So she became the boys' coach, and then uh, Uncle Jesse, he was the girls' coach. And it's like, uh, usually, it's usually pretty interesting. It's like, usually guys coach guys, girls coach girls, or it's, you don't, you don't usually see, and this just might be society, uh, like, a, a woman coaching a men's team. Like, you don't see, like, a lot of women, like, they're assistant coaches, maybe, but they're never, like, uh, like, the head coach, you know? So, that was a cool kind of trope I liked in the show, but, like, so, the women in the show, on the, like, on the basketball team, uh, they were, like, I think most of them were, like, 20, 21, maybe 22, like, age-wise, maybe some of them were younger than that, too, but they were, like, close enough in age to actual high school girls, where they, like, pulled off the, the fact that, like, hey, we're high school girls playing high school basketball, and also, like, for the most part, girls don't become giants, and the ones that do become giant are very rare. Or, you know, you know the ones that become giants. So, uh, but, like, then, like, when the boys' basketball team came in, like, those guys were fucking giants. I'm like, they do not look like high school kids. And, like, there's high school kids out there right now that are taller than me. I don't give a fuck. Um, but, like, at the same time, like, they still did not look like these kids uh, who were playing. I'm like, these are definitely, like, professional athletes. Uh, they look like professional athletes, and they're, like, humongous kids. Uh, it, was, it was fucking crazy. You're just like, and they did, like, a boys-girls basketball game, and it's like, uh, the boys couldn't shoot inside the paint, which I assume is the painted area by the free throw line. I think that's the slang they're trying to say. Uh, I've never heard the term in the in the paint before. Basketball is the only sport I really like, and I'm assuming that's what it means. Like that painted area in the like the free throw line. You know what I'm saying? Which is good. And I was like, I was wondering like who would win like a really good. Because I think when I was in high school, we had a really good girls basketball team and our boys basketball team just kind of was ass. Um, and uh, could just be the players or the coach. I don't know. Do I care about high school basketball? No, I care about. The Sirens at Westbrook School. That's what we're talking about right now. Uh, and I was, like, curious. I'm, like, well, the girls are, like, the really good players. Like, they'll just, like, chuck the ball half, like, all the way across the court to someone all the way down there. They catch it and shoot. Like, you know, it's, like, impossible. And it's always down to the wire with the with, in these games. Like, every game is just down to the very last seconds to see who wins. It was, like, about one or two points, you know. Not realistic in real basketball. Um, but, yeah, they played, like, a boys-girls game, and uh, the girls won because that's when, like, they found out that one guy was cheating on two of the girls on the team. And Coach Holly, which seems like she was biased. Like, I think she wanted the boys to win, but I think she wanted to support the girls because those were her girls, too. It's like, they wanted it more. That's what happened. And that's when, like, her and Holly and Uncle Jesse kissed. And I'm like, that seems like a bit forced uh, reaction. Now, my mom said she saw it coming, but I didn't. I just thought they were good co-workers and really good friends. I liked that dynamic between the two. Just, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it could be, like, the professional in me because it's, like, yeah, there's, like, you know, musicians who are women, too, and, like, you know, a lot of times it's just friendship and 
very rarely do I want to do that because, like, you know, you can be friends with someone but not necessarily, like, love their music, you know? But they could just be successful in their own right. And it's just good to be friends with people. It's like, you don't have to hate people because you don't like their music. But if, like, I was going to date someone, like, and they were a musician and their music was ass, I don't want to fucking... I would not deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. That's not something I want to deal with. Um, another part of the show, it was... Uh, so Uncle Jesse, he had a daughter named Emma on the show. And, like, and the mom were divorced. She got like a job like in somewhere in Europe, I feel like, uh, teaching a class or whatever. So Emma was like, I can come live with you. And it was like the first season thing. And it was like, fine. Uh, her character kind of annoyed me because I feel like she she had very much like... I don't know if you like this in real life. I know this is a TV show. In real life, it's like main character syndrome where they feel like everything should, good should happen to them. It's really hard for me to describe it. Uh, like she was mad. like, Dad, I can't talk to a boy. You're the worst. And stuff like that. It's like, that's just normal stuff. And then well, I need a better example. But uh, like she didn't get the lead part in a play in the first season. And like she felt like she deserved it. And then like, when you actually watched her audition, like, this was pretty bad. It was a, not, it was not very good. And her dad gave her, her, like, his mom's old guitar. It was, like, this really nice Gibson acoustic guitar. She liked that. Like, she just feels like she deserves everything. I don't know. She was kind of annoying character. And then season two, she starts playing basketball. And then uh, she was going to start, obviously going to start, because she has main, like, I have to start. And it was, like, the coach's daughter. But then I think eventually she had to, like, not start because they found a new girl who was just a fucking prodigy and she was upset about that you know she she was kind of annoying um but anyways oh no there was like my favorite my favorite part of this I feel like this is the reason I was like I'm gonna talk about this show on the podcast it was just like so I think at the end of season two Marvin Korn Uncle Jesse his coach from when he was in college passed away who was he was very close with and Looked up to as a father figure more than his actual father, which they did go into in season one. Uh, and then, like, he fell, I don't know, and then that really shook him, and then they lost the final game, and, like, at the graduation, they made, the gra- like, the high school graduation about him, and, like, all his old former athletes and colleagues and stuff like that came and, like, supported him. It was like, it ended up if he's impacted your life, and they ended up, and, like, I'm, like, touch right in the field, because that was my dad's funeral where, like, he had, like, it was surprising because, uh, you know, I, was, I had to be at his visitation. I had to be at his, uh, you know, I was at his funeral and his visitation. I had to go to both. Uh, well, I didn't have to. I probably, it was just, I, I decided to be there. Uh, but he, you know, he was like, he had so many, like, former, like, student athletes who were, like, from, like, that late 80s, early 90s when he started coaching. Was that the late, like, maybe mid-80s? No, well, no, late 80s when he became a head coach. And so, like, that... They all came up and, like, wanted to talk about him. And, like, some are, like, coaches at, like, big, like, high schools now or other colleges, too. Like, it was insane. Like, that part, like, just fucking punched me in the gut. Um, And that's, like, yeah. But that won't punch you in the gut. It doesn't relate to you. It only relates to me. This podcast is about me, uh, folks. Anyways, though, go check out Big Shots Disney+. Plus. I like the show. Uh, If you like basketball and or if your partner, your woman partner, or if you're a woman who doesn't like basketball and likes John Stamos, this must be the show for you. So definitely go check that out. All right, it's Thanksgiving, or the day before Thanksgiving, or a couple days after Thanksgiving. 
And if it's not that, you're behind on Cancel Schweezy. I'm just letting you know. You're, you're very much behind. Because this is our Thanksgiving special. And if you're seeing the video, we got a cool Thanksgiving background. That's, which is real, and it's not a green screen. It's real, and it's fantastic. Uh, but like, let's get into uh, this. Uh, this is from BuzzFeed. I just wanted to go, I love going over BuzzFeed articles because they think they have holiday themed stuff and I, I just wanted to see here. So, um, this one, um, may be better for the video listeners, but I'll describe the best I can, uh, of what's going on here, folks, today. This is, uh, 18 people who messed up Thanksgiving so badly, you'll never be asked to host again. So, let's get started into this, folks. Um, let's see what's going on. Uh, number one, this expressive turkey. Um, there's a turkey that looks like uh, it has a dick sticking out of it. Um, and from what I'm seeing here, it looks like it's the back of the turkey. So I think I'm going to guess what's going on. It's just as he's happy to see you too. Uh, what I'm going to guess is going on here is that uh, like when you if you buy a turkey, it's going to come with like the neck and some other gross shit in there. And I think that's for, like, if you want to make, like, turkey stock or broth or whatever you want to call it. And that's it's pretty good. You can make gravy out of it, too. It's, like, better than the store-bought stuff. It's just, uh, it's just how it is. But, yeah, I think they just left it in there and it just cooked with it. You don't, you could probably take that out. But I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, that's the only explanation I have for it. Um, if you think of anything, let me know. Um, okay, here we go. This is gross. The pickle pumpkin pie. That I'd probably try once, to be honest. That's why would you? Like, I don't know if they fell in. Because it would be like pepperoni, you know. Sometimes you just have like a little small lump on the side. Why would you do this? Why would God allow this to happen? Do they season the pickles? This is gross. Like, I think pickles are gross to begin with. That's fucking nasty, bro. What what is wrong with society that they would do this to us? That's fucking nasty, dude. Um, he said it looks like they use sweet pickles. Okay, I don't think that makes it better. Holy shit, this mac and cheese turkey mess. This is like making my stomach upset already. So it's like mac and cheese, which for the most part, I saw someone post like a meme. It's like you need references if you're gonna make the mac and cheese for Thanksgiving. Uh, probably a black friend posted it. I'm gonna be honest with you. Black, if you if you want to know, it's in the South. A lot of black people make macaroni for Thanksgiving, and it's the fucking best. I'm telling you, they they do it right. It's the fucking best. Uh, but whatever they did here, it's like they, it's like they're using crap mac and cheese, and on it, and that's not how you do it. And it's like no seasoning on that turkey, minus like the cheese powder that's turned into like a paste at this point. It's fucking disgusting. This is gross. This is making my stomach upset. This horror mo- movie monster that will certainly give me nightmares. Jesus, why would you? So it's, I'm going to describe this. Uh, on top, it looks like bacon strips on top, which could be good because the when the bacon fat renders, it could render into the turkey, and that could really help. It's like, you know, it's like a, it's a, it's like a fat like butter or mayonnaise, I don't know what mayonnaise you would put on it, but you would put butter on a turkey, but, like, so, yeah, bacon fat could work really well, um, and then they have crab legs sticking out of it, um, which, you know, if someone doesn't like crab legs, if someone likes crab legs, it's good, and then they have, like, a fucking octopus feet sticking out, like, where you'd put, like, the stuffing, which is not cool, 
It's not cool at all. Don't don't do that. That that's bad. Um, there's Kirk Turkey. That's cool. It's cooked well done. Um, yeah, it was definitely cooked well done. Um, you know, I'm definitely and there's like potatoes in it too. I don't know why that. I'm definitely thinking white people made it. Like you you know if I'm just telling people if you don't have Thanksgiving plans this year, well, it's like the day before Thanksgiving when this comes out. Uh, I wish I could tell people earlier. Uh, go to your black friends Thanksgiving one time. They'll let you. They'll let you. Pro- they probably let you come. They're friendly. The blacks are friendly. People know if you have a good black friend, their family's like more the merrier, and they're gonna party, fun, and uh, they're not gonna. If you're white, they're not gonna expect you to bring anything. They're not gonna eat it, so it's not expected that you bring anything. That's a nice life hack. So definitely do that. But yeah, goddamn, dude, that's yeah, that's oven roasted. That's so evenly black everywhere. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's probably gonna be drier than Ben Shapiro's wife's vagina, for sure. Holy shit, this turkey, that looks like an actual crime scene. That looks like, like what you'd find on the side of the, like, roadkill. Yeah, that does look like road, no, it looks like roadkill. Roadkill you'd find on the side of the road, but, like, an animal's already got to a little bit of it. That's 100%. That, that's 100% what you'd see. That's, that looks just, how do, like, you go to a Thanksgiving like this? You see that? I would just leave. I, I, I was like, like I bet McDonald's might be open today. Like, geez, that's gross. How do you look at that and be like, bon appetit, everyone? I I generally do think if food looks gross, don't eat it. Even we're like, it's just it's just mac, it's just green beans. I'm like, if it looks gross, do not eat it. It's spinach. I'm like, don't eat it. Don't eat it. If it looks gross, do not eat it. That's that's very much life advice I give. Okay, number seven. It's turkey that looks wrong in so many ways. Okay. It looks edible. This is the first thing on this list that looks edible. However, it's both the turkey's head itself is both a turd and a dick. Um, I'd still eat this, though. This is the first thing on this list I'd actually eat. So props to props to you guys. Uh, props, props to whoever made this. It is made... made Eat your dick, turkey. Because I think if it's a dessert, you can get away with it, like, looking like a dick or whatever. You're just like, yeah. Would you eat, like, a dick? Like, they make, like, a, like dick gummy candies for, like, bachelor parties. I'd eat that shit. I'm like, oh, you're gay. I'm like, I'm gay because I'm eating fucking gummy can- dick-shaped gummy candies. Okay. Like, it's it's fine. It's candy. Shut up. This pie with a slight char. <laughs> So what? And it says Gordon Ramsay who on the picture comment. It's like a pumpkin pie that's just very burned. Not the worst. It's not as like unified burned as the uh, that turkey, but it's pretty unifiedly burned. Uh, and uh, I would, I mean, it's still edible. It just wouldn't taste good because it's burned. I, th- I would say that. It's just and someone clearly was in on the joke. So that's cool. That's that's pretty funny. Uh, holy shit. This toasted turkey. This turkey has been so overcooked. And how overcooked is it? I'm telling you right now. This turkey is so overcooked. It looks like it's wearing like black spandex. That's how bad it is. Like I am shocked that something can look like. Like I it looks like it's wearing spandex. Like black spandex. That's it looks like spandex is over it. Like I chomp into some plastic if I ate this. For real, that's it's pretty. Yeah, okay. That's like I'm amazed 
that's what happens. I thought things just like started disintegrating when it got too burnt, but like I'd never seen something look like latex. That's crazy. This Instapot turkey. All right, you know, I didn't know you could make turkey in an Instapot, uh, but looking at this fucking disgusting heat picture of an Instapot turkey, I'm going to tell you, it's probably not the option you want to go to. I think either go to your oven, a smoker, or if you have a deep fryer in the backyard, do it there. I'm just saying, okay, I think the Instapot's out. Um, I'm forever convinced that the Instapot is out uh, when it comes to fucking making turkey. Um, yeah. Oh my god, the demon from the underworld. Why are you putting, like, squid or octopus, like, tentacles inside a turkey? Like, what is your purpose with doing this? the second one on this list. I mean, do your guests like, oh, no, I like octopus. I like, I like turkey. Why not mix the two together? Just can, can, these are the people who like, don't like, you're like, okay, we're going to order pizza for like a group or whatever. You know, like in my mind, I say, let's get pepperoni, some cheese. Unless someone has a dietary need, we get like one for them. Uh, and then, and then like, you know, sausage. And I feel like maybe Canadian bacon. Uh, and then after that, it's like people are like, we're going to get chicken, bacon, ranch, Alfredo, uh, topped with pineapple and uh, uh, like shit, all other shit. I'm like, no, don't, don't get that. That's like only one person likes that. And people who like that, just stick to your basic pizzas and don't do this with a fucking turkey. It's fucking gross. This quirky turkey. It's a turkey with boobs. I don't know how they got the boobs there. I don't know how they got the boobs. And then they have like a little face that's sewn together to put on top of it. Um, why Why does it have boobs? Like I get the face, but why does it have boobs? Can we get an explanation for that? Um, this peculiar dessert design. Yep, it looks like both a turd and a dick. And for some reason, like at the bottom, it's two cupcakes for little twig legs. And it looks like balls, so I would still eat this. Um, but it looks like a it looks more like a penis than a turd. But it looks like a penis. So if you're gonna make a turkey dessert, make sure it doesn't look like a penis, folks. That's another lesson for this year. Uh, flaming hot Cheeto turkey. I've actually that looks good. Okay, that's a, that's actually a cool idea. However, though, I feel like the idea of making a turkey is to feed a lot of people with a lot of meat, and. Uh, I don't think everyone likes flaming hot Cheetos. Uh, this could be a black family. I'm gonna. That could be honestly. It could be black. Could be, it's a black bunch of black women there. I'm like they're just like I want. I want some flaming hot Cheetos. Um, this stuffed turkey, and which uh, it looks like on the inside of this. Oh god, that looks gross. There's looks like peanut butter, and uh, the only thing I can describe this as is hamburger helper stuffed inside a turkey. Don't do that. And these just, like, don't look appetizing either. Like, don't take pictures. Well, how many boob turkeys are there? This boob turkey? And it has nipples, too. Who keeps making... Who keeps making this shit? Um, and this turkey may spam. That's just... Uh, taking, taking God away. What? And probably whatever the hell happened here. It looks like just a... Ew. It looks like a turkey you grew outside and grew weeds. It looks so fucking gross, dude. Please stop doing this with your food. Please and thank you. Okay, for our last little part of this, 
Let's just do a little quiz. I think it's always good. Um, let's play a game of one must go Thanksgiving food edition. I think this is important. Uh, I think last year we figured out like what Thanksgiving side we were, and I think this year we got to figure out uh, who which Thanksgiving thing must go. Okay, which one has to go? Mashed potatoes or stuffing? See, stuffing has a lot of onions in it and other weird shit. And it's not just bread. It's it's a weird stuffing is too weird for me. But like mashed potatoes, what is mashed potatoes? It's like potatoes, maybe some sort of cream, butter. Optional addition of gravy. Perfect. Perfect down to the last detail. Going mashed potatoes. Um, wait, I messed up. Okay, never mind. Let's, let's start over. Now that we're back, uh, which one has to go? Stuffing. And yeah, the world agrees with me. Stuffing has to go. All right, which one has to go? Apple pie or pecan pie? This is a tough one. But I'm just going to make a... I like both. I will say I like both. It's, it's hard for me to say I don't like both. But pecan pie, like, you can't just bring a pecan pie. Like, what if someone has a severe nut allergy, okay? Um, your mom doesn't have a nut allergy. <laughs> She's got mine. <laughs> um, yeah, anyways, I think pecan pie should go. Because I feel like apple, you know, that's a, that's a staple. Uh, yeah, pecan pie, I think a lot of nut allergies out there. All right, which one has to go? Glazed carrots or Brussels sprouts? Why do people like Brussels sprouts? Like, it looks gross. Like, the fact that human beings were like one day, huh, I wonder what food is edible and not edible that's been growing out of the ground. And then you pick up this and you're like, I guess this is edible. It tastes gross, but it's edible. We're getting rid of Brussels sprouts, that's for sure. Uh, okay, okay. Which one has to go? Gravy or cranberry sauce? I've never, I mean, I like cranberry sauce, but I've never been much of a fan of it for Thanksgiving. Like, especially gravy. Like, I never know what to put the cranberry sauce on. And someone's going to be like, well, you put it on. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care about your opinions. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, we're getting rid of the cranberry sauce. Yeah, I've been, everyone pretty much agrees with me at this point. Which one has to go, cornbread or potato rolls? I love both. Cornbread's great. Potato rolls are great. However, I don't see cornbread as a Thanksgiving thing. Where do I see cornbread? Cornbread's, I don't know, but like for Thanksgiving, I do think rolls. Potato rolls are good. So I'm going to go with cornbread, but I do believe both are good. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, people agree with me. Cornbread has to go. A lot of people agree with me. Which one has to go? Pumpkin pie, baked sweet potatoes. I don't like sweet potatoes. They're just like, and you th I think I think I'll like them, and then I try it. I I've tried it multiple times because you know sometimes you don't like something and then you try it again and see if you like it and you still like I still don't like it. Uh, sweet potatoes are just weird. Like, are they supposed to be savory? Are they supposed to be sweet? Potato. I just don't. I don't know. I don't get. I don't get it. I don't get it. Baked. Those are going okay. And finally, our last one. One has to go. Sweet potato casserole. I hate both of those. I hate both of those with a passion. I just talked about how much I hate baked potatoes, but I don't like green beans anymore. My parents always try to get me to eat green beans. I eat it. I'm like, this is the most disgusting thing ever. How do people like sit down and enjoy this? Like with the meal? I don't get it. So, uh, I'm going to go with the green beans. Uh, no, I'm going to go, with, I'll go with the sweet potato casserole because I feel like at least green beans can stand up. I have to stick with my word. Yeah. Okay. 
So that's it. I guess uh, that's for Thanksgiving this year. Thanks for giving these nuts in your mouth. <laughs> gotcha. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on, then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones? Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the answer Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description get five dollars off your first order with drizzly and remember when you use our links you directly support this show you're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store you buy everything on the internet like a modern individual what if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free, and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button, and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on a, like a pack of 500 business cards. It was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Man proposes and God disposes. It's time for Ask Shweezy. You may be wondering, what is Ask Shweezy? Well, I'm here to tell you uh, exactly what Ask Shweezy is. Ask Shweezy is the part of the show where I answer questions and comments and concerns that the world has had. Now, I do also want to mention, I am recording this on November 17th, um, so things could be could be updated, but I don't know why um, they would be. Um, because I'm built different, and that's all that matters. <coughs> so anyways, uh... Let's just jump into it. Alright, my mate says he discovered his parents' sex toys in their bedroom and decided to use it on his partner one night. He states it's normal <laughs> and doesn't find it weird at all. What do you think? You can't tell me that's normal. Um... What? So, 100% definitely, uh... That is a little weird, um... And, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think here, like, what sex toys are, like, okay for, like, you to share with another person? Like, um, I would say maybe handcuffs. If you think handcuffs are uh, a sex toy. But, like, stuff that would generally, because, like, isn't, like, a big concern of how STDs are spread? It's, like, from... Fluids, right? Isn't is fluids and stuff like that. So it, it's it's weird. You're you're right. It's not normal. Um, 
does your mate mate tells me uh, which part of the country, part of the world you're from? So that's cool. Uh, does your mate? Does your mate? Uh, do they? Uh, do their parents know that you're they're sharing sex toys? Because I think honestly, that's the weirdest part. Be like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, me and my dad share share sex toys, uh, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is kind of weird. I mean, like, most, I mean, like, that is really, yeah, it's weird. You're not wrong. It's weird. Why is it weird? It's because I feel, I feel, part of me feels like there is some sort of consent involved with this. Um, because, uh, do you think his partner knows he's using his parents' sex toys on her? Because I feel like she would probably, because most people know that's not normal, except your mate. Uh, so uh, definitely, in the mean part, I would say, um, um, yeah, I don't think she would like it. So because it, it feels like it's someone else's sex toy, and I just I don't know. You don't share sex toys, and and the fact that, and I feel like you shouldn't have a lot of them unless it's for like. A you and a partner thing, but like even then too, it's like some women don't get off from penetration, so they need a little little zzz on their on their budget uh, on the clitty on, on their uh, on their little flap, you know, little flap up there. So you know, and, and you know that's normal. Sometimes you get a co- vibrating cock ring. I bought them for weddings. Apparently, the six dollar ones don't work well. Um, but his wife says they threw it away immediately. So there's conflicting stories there. Uh, I just want you all to be aware of that. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's that's one of those. Th- I like how like he's trying to convince you. He's like, it's normal. Everyone does it. Uh, it's not weird. It's normal. And then your friend's like, no, it's not. And like you had to get to a point where I had to come into the situation and be like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not normal, buddy. It's not. It's not normal. So, uh, yeah, just let your friend know he's a fucking weirdo. And uh, just to buy his own sex... To be honest with you, the, the few times I browse Adam and Eve, like, those that's the only website I know of. I, I just... I feel safe with them. I don't know. I don't want to walk into a store. It's like, hey, man. And we're like, yeah, where are your best butt plugs? Uh, I don't want to walk in there. And then, also, you go to the back of Spencer's. I'm just giggling the whole time. That's all I'm doing. And I'm walking to a real section. I'm like... <laughs> You know, I'm just giggling because I'm uh, uh, a man-child. We can all, we all know I'm a man-child. And uh, at this point, I'm just accepting uh, the fact that I'm a man-child. And uh, I feel like we can all move on from there because I've accepted who I am. Maybe you should start accepting who you are, okay? Anyways, though, um, yeah, it's not normal. Uh, Tell him he's weird. So, uh, so yeah. That's what you make it, so let's make it rock. Hannah Montana. 20... 2006, maybe? I want to say 2006. Is that the right year? Move on to our next question. How do you feel about pubic hair? I, 19, female. I haven't decided to stop shaving all that and all that because I get really bad ingrown hairs and razor burn. Plus, waxing is painful and expensive. I feel afraid to have sex now because I don't want to be made fun of or judged because I let it grow. Now, 
I'm just want to I just want to make an effort here. I want to start off my advice by telling you that uh, I'm going to say at the moment of sexual intercourse, uh, a man's not going to make fun of you. He's horny at the point like you got your pants off. Uh, he's already he's horny. He's going to deal with it. Now, will he judge you? Of course he's going to judge you. That's 100%. Like, this chick doesn't shave. And it's weird, and it's a weird situation. I've been in this situation, so I, I'm I'm what they would call uh, the expert, you know? This is the type of guy you get. Uh, but uh, basically, like, when you are, man, you know, when you're trimmed up down there, but your partner isn't, and it's, like, weird when it's a man trimmed, but the woman isn't, because usually the woman's trimmed and the man isn't. It's just weird, like... Weird, and I know women will be like, beauty standards are so weird, but in my mind, you know, I mean, like, having, like, a bush, you know, having a bush, you know, that's one thing, but there is something, too, of, like, if you want someone to put their mouth on it, you gotta clean it up down there, hair, and you gotta use soap, Kevin, the great Kevin Samuels once said you gotta wash your balls, fellas, Let may he rest in peace, he always had the best advice about washing your balls, um, but yeah, so yeah, I would say, yeah, you should, you should figure out a better solution. Now you said you tried shaving and you get really bad ingrown hairs and you get razor burn too, which I assume that's from a normal razor. You'd probably use to shave your legs. Waxing is painful and expensive. Yeah, I can get that. Especially on your, I don't think, well, one time I lost a bet and I had to get my wet legs waxed and I'm going to tell you, wasn't it? There was pain, but it wasn't that bad. It was more like stinging later. That was worse than the actual uh, the actual waxing process. Uh, but I did not get my balls waxed, so I can't speak there. Can't speak on behalf of getting my balls waxed, which I assume uh, there is probably a sim- similar pain in both of them. Now, here's the advice I would give for you. I have recently now there are body trimmers out there, specifically made maybe like an electric trimmer. Uh, there's one specific brand that sponsors a lot of podcasts and YouTube pages uh, that um, I think at one point I wanted to get it in with, but they wouldn't send me a free razor. So I don't want to deal with them. However, I have discovered the Philips Norelco One Blade uh, face and body. Now, I do use the same one for my face and body, but I do clean my balls before I shave them. So I do want to point that out. So basically, this razor, it's like a one-blade razor, but it's like designed to not just completely nick yourself. And I believe with the, the ingrown hairs, that only really comes from like the actual shaving. I've never actually gotten a real ingrown hair, so I can't really speak on behalf of that. I think like if your hair is a little bit more curly, you'll get it. But uh, this um, Philips Norelco one blade, make sure, I think that, I don't know if they're the same the difference between the two, but I just went for the face and body because it was like $10 more and it had said body on it. And I'm just going to pray that the people at Philips uh, mean what they're saying uh, in regards to that. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter, like, you know, like you have to go in the direction the hair grows or whatever. Not with this one. You could shave your leg. You could shave your whole body with it. Uh, I mean... I don't know how smooth you can get it, you know, like with the, I think with the actual razor, you can get it really smooth, but like, and honestly, you know, if you, if you hear like a woman, you know, and they say, yeah, uh, uh, you know, like some women, you know, have big labias and you know what? Men don't care. Ladies, if you have a big labia and you're worried about it, men are not going to judge you on that. Um, uh, we will make jokes, but not like about you, but it's just like you go to Arby's and like everything reminds me of her. 
Um, but yeah, no, I've in other other man uh, shaving tools, body shaving tools. I would say really do because for real though, I'm telling you right now. Um, just in a little bit of my experience, I don't have a vagina. I don't have a labia. Cannot speak on behalf of that. I do have balls, which P is stored in between because P is stored in the balls. That's why they call it the penis. Uh, but, and I assume shaving both of those areas are very similar, both of the same sensitivity, uh, yada, yada, yada. I will say, though, get, like, a groomer like that, at least, like, a body tool like that, and, uh, yeah, it'll solve you a lot of problems. I've heard women talk about it using stuff like that, too, like men's, uh, men's electric body razors and, you know, stuff like that, and they've said they got into a lot of success with it, and I don't think a man's really gonna care. You're like, yeah, I use a man's body trimmer, uh, I mean, my balls, I mean, women, your balls are on the inside, because, like, how else would you pee? Because that's where pee is stored in the balls. But, yeah, so I, that, those always solve with ingrown hairs and stuff like that. That's going to be my best advice for you. Ladies out there, if you're worried, if you don't like shaving because you get ingrown hairs, razor burn, yada, 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 get a men's grooming electric razor, and I'm telling you, problem solved. It helps with men, and, you know, I'm just speaking out there, because they're not going to make an electric razor for women. Uh, I mean, they do kind of make some stuff, but it's like torture device hair removal. I'm just saying, I don't think no man's going to really care. You're like, yeah, I got a Manscaped razor, and uh, I use it on my vagina. And I'm telling you, it's the best. No man's going to be like, that's awesome. You eat your pussy, and you're like, hmm, what's that? Did you forget to shampoo down there today? You know, no one's going to care. So that's just that's my life advice for everyone. For all the women out there, the females, you know. You be you. Okay. All right, next question I think we got here. Why are some teenagers nice or decent while others are total fuckheads? Um, I do, I do see this. I'm a grown man now. And even, I think it started when I was, like, in college, maybe, like, sophomore, junior year, where, like, I'm not interacting with anyone in high school anymore, so it's not, like, a big deal uh, for me. But then you, like, see a bunch of kids hanging out, and, you know, and it, like, it just reminds you, I mean, for adult, for, like, an adult like myself, uh, like, you walk into, like, you go into a bathroom, take a shit, you're worried, like, some fucking teenager and be like, this dude's taking a shit! And you're like, no, don't tell anyone! Uh, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, why are some teen teenagers decent? Why are they total fuckheads? Well, um, the thing is, the, the difference is, like, why are some adults nice and decent, and why are some adults total fuckheads. I think the big difference is uh, adults uh, now live in the real world, and the real world requires you to at least try to be decent for the most part, um, but if you want to work retail, I'm telling you, if you're a shitty human being, and you know, like, I'm a terrible person, and I want to be mean to people all the time, work in retail, become a manager in a retail store. I'm telling you right now, that's the perfect job for you, because every time you work a retail job, it's like, really, the work isn't that bad, it's just the bosses are total fucking assholes, and uh, that's why people do that shit, so, like, I generally think you're like, you have so much potential, like, you have, you went to college, you have a degree, why are you working, like, as a manager at this retail job, you're like, you could be working somewhere way better, it's like, I just like being a dick to people, that's why I work in retail, you're like, oh, someone really needs this day off, fuck you, uh, fuck your parents dying, uh, we need you to work today. Who fucking gives a shit if your dad's dying? We need you to work today. Um, you know, it's, uh, totally less. Anyways, go back to the teenagers. Are teenagers total fuckheads? Um, 
it's, I think there's a lot of different factors in regards to, like, why some teenagers are nice. Some have good parents. Like, you know how you have some, you know, I have friends with kids, and, you know, you, you're nice to your friend's kid, and you give them shit. And they're like, what do you say? And they're like, thank you. And a lot of times, because it's supposed to establish in their mind that, like, oh, this is how I become a decent person and not a horrible human being. Uh, that's what I think happened to a lot of boomers. They didn't have good parents. And they become horrible human beings, like, a guy at McDonald's messed up my order. He's like, you suck. I hope you die of cancer, burn in hell. Uh, and then you're a decent human being. Hey, man, I think you just messed up my order. Can I just get a new one? Yeah, sure, man, no problem. And, like, they don't care, you know, uh, unless you, you're, a, you're a piece of shit. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think a lot of times parenting can come involved. And, you know, sometimes you have good parents. Sometimes your parents are shit, you know? That's just how life is. Sometimes you just have shitty parents. Uh, nothing you can do about it. Um, take it up. You had to take it up with God, you know? Uh, God God knew if I wasn't fat, uh, I'd be too powerful because fat and depressed. God knew God wouldn't have made me fat and depressed. He knew I would become too powerful because I'm so fucking funny. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, you know, and then some kids, you know, are just assholes because they have, like, kind of a shitty home life, too, and they... They have to take it out somewhere. Like, you know, uh, when you're an adult, you learn that, you like, when you have a shitty boss, like, you can just get drunk afterwards. And then, um, and then if you don't beat, you don't beat the shit out of anyone when you get drunk, it's not a big deal. But, like, yeah, I think it's just, you know, I think there's just so many factors when it comes into, like, teenagers and whether they're, they become good people or bad people. And I think a lot of times parenting, their home life, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But then you know sometimes kids are just assholes, and you know there are those kids who are just uh, meant for prison. You know, like especially as an adult, like you don't fully realize it as a kid, but you kind of get it. But you're an adult, you're like, yeah, that kid was always destined to go to prison. Like the kid who's destined to go to prison It's just who they are. So there's so many reasons, but yeah, um, you'll meet the nice ones. I know. Uh, I know. I've been well. I haven't in a while, but I used to. I was talking to some uh, kids of the, like, in the local high school about, like, music and stuff like that, you know, for fun and, uh, fun and goofing around, you know, and I, like, tell them about everything, you know, it's good to, it's good to advise kids, I'm like, those kids are nice, and then, uh, but if I went to the local gym, I went to the PE class, like, a lot of little fuckheads in there, because, uh, uh, and then sometimes it's like, well, they're good at sports, so we gotta let them off easy, uh, schools are weird, uh, teenagers are weird, um, yeah, I think, I think that, and remember, there's a lot of fuckhead adults, too. So let's not be too stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Mm. Can a husband be pro-choice and still not be okay with his wife having an abortion? Uh, the answer I want to say is... What? Not that one. Uh, the answer I want to say is, yeah, totally. I, You know, I'm a man, so I, there's, I will never have an abortion unless uh, they figure out a similar solution to abortion that is constipation. Uh, sometimes, you know, you get a little backed up, not in cum, but like in poop. That's the only time men get backed up is in cum and poop. Like, can we imagine? <laughs> um, but like, and they figure out a way that's like an abortion, but with your turds. Uh, but yeah, well, no, it's for men. But I always say, though, for men, uh, for the most part, like I'm, I'm very pro-choice. I very much agree with that. Um, for the, what I always say first, want to say first is that, um, it's a woman's body. Abortion is a woman's issue, for 100% a woman's issue. And uh, a woman should be the one deciding what she wants to do uh, in regards to if she needs an abortion or not. It's up to her and her uh, 
physician. It should be up to her. That's one thing. I also don't believe fetuses are uh, actual babies. I don't. Have you seen a fetus? Those things are gross. A fetus is gross. I don't want to look at it. You don't want to look at it either. It's fucking gross. Big old head. A fucking slimy little creepy fingers, you know. Even newborn babies are kind of gross, you know. They're like, I just, you know, they crawl out of a vagina. They wreck a woman's vagina. They crawl out of there. They're all like pasty and gross. Babies aren't cute till like a couple months when they fatten up a little bit, you know. Sweet, sweet titty milk. Nothing like that titty milk. Really, uh, really gets you going. Um, but yeah, no, that's, you know, that, those are my thoughts on abortion. But like, I, the situation, uh, I guess you're speaking of on behalf of is, like, I'm a man, because like, say I'm a man, and uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm pro-choice. I believe a woman should have a choice on her body. Uh, I think abort, I don't think fetuses are babies. I think they're just gross. Uh, you're gross until like two months, two, three months post-pregnancy, you know. That's my rule. Uh, but, like, I'm serious with the woman, and, you know, I get her pregnant, you know, and she's like, I think I'm going to, I don't think I want to keep it. Uh, and then, like, you know, and at one point, like, you have to think, like, yeah, it's her body. She 100% gets to choose whether or not she wants to keep that baby or fetus. She wants to keep the fetus. It's not a baby. Babies are cute. This thing's not cute. Uh, or if she wants to uh, destroy it. That's up to her. That's her choice, and I believe it's her choice. But, like, you on your side, like, you got to remember, like, man, I kind of want a baby, <laughs> you know, and you'd be like, oh, I don't want you to have the abortion. I want to keep the baby and stuff like that. I mean, like, that's the, uh, that's the situation I think you're in. And yeah, I think a man can be pro-choice and not, and I do think, uh, yeah, and for the most part, men can be pro-choice. And I think the idea of like, I don't really agree with abortion, but I do believe I don't really want to get an abortion or if I'm with a partner, I don't want her to get an abortion. But at the same time, I do believe a woman should be the one to decide whether or not she wants to keep a baby or not. That's 100% her choice. What? So, yeah, I think that's the best way I would explain that situation is that, yeah, you believe women should be able to choose, but if it's with you, he wants to keep it. So, which is which is kind of cute, you know? Uh, that's my hole. That, that's where it spits. <clears throat> Why are people awful at carrying conversations on dating apps? Coming from a woman talking to women either in a romantic or friendly way, I'm usually the one texting first, which I don't have a problem with but anymore, but then why does it feel like 90% of the people are simply not interested in participating in a conversation or putting any effort at all? Most of the time, I ask a question and a person just replies to the question and adds nothing to the table. Example, me. Which book do you like? Her. I like Harry Potter. Me. Oh, nice. Which book are you on? Her. Philosopher's Stone. That immediately turns me off. If you don't want to talk, then why are you on the app? I'm not a reporter who's asking you to comment on an event. This is supposed to go both ways. Is there an explanation for this, or am I just completely tripping? You know, I had to uh, figure out, you know, yeah, I was on dating apps for a minute, and I decided to get off like a couple, a lot of months ago. It wasn't a couple. I think it was a lot at this point. And I'm just like, um... The people on these apps are lonely and gross, too. I, I just want to say say that as well. Uh, so first of all, there's there's the idea of dating apps. Like sometimes, and you're dating women too, and so uh, you even look at stats of like successful interactions on like dating apps. It's very slim. It's like very 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 slim. Uh, one thing I would always say, I think, 
is a fact that I think a lot of women get on there because they would just like male attention. And, you know, like if you're like women don't like attention from men, I'm like, you should go on TikTok and see uh, what women are posting to get attention specifically from men. Uh, maybe women who like other women too, because yeah, they really want that attention. Like they like are desperate for attention. And like, you can see some women are like, I'm desperate for attention. I'm like, you're very pretty. Like, you shouldn't be that desperate for attention. Just date a guy who's not a piece of shit. Uh, maybe just go a little uglier and a lot of funnier because I think that's going to really help your tune to a lot of this a lot more. Uh, in, in regards to even dating apps too, um, you know how most people meet people in the real world? Even now in our like social, you know, like our social media dating app days, like even then, most of the time, like we're meeting people in the real world, and that's how most dates start, like, in the real world, that's what I want to, like, that's what I think in here, I think, um, and I've really kind of come to this conclusion, uh, people on dating apps are not interesting people, they're not good-looking people, and they have no social skills, so that's where on dating apps, because they feel like that's, like, a crutch for them, they think it work, and you, I've seen a lot of cows on the internet complain about dating apps, how there's no men out there for them, like, well, maybe if you fix yourself, you could probably get better. And maybe gain a good personality, too. That's also a good thing. Like, if you have a good personality, and you're looking on, and your only resource for dating is for on a website for uh, people with bad personalities, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get people with bad personalities. Uh, so that's mainly what I've assumed. That's mainly the reason I got off dating apps, because it was just like, oh, Everyone here has a bad personality. Like, there's very few people on here who have good personalities. And are we going to connect? Probably not. Because I look fat in all my pictures. And uh, and I don't look good. And I don't know how to convince a woman to be like, oh, you know what I mean? Do I need to hold a fish? You complain about the fish, but you're always swiping right on the guys with the fish. Maybe that was my problem. Maybe I should start going fishing. Maybe that's the problem I have on these apps. But for the most part, I just think uh, most people on dating apps who are actually looking for dating are very boring, not interesting people, and they're like, why is it not working out for me? Rom, 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 eat my Cheetos. Um, there's, there's a lot of reasons, and uh, maybe if you actually put effort into it, maybe good. Maybe if you're not, maybe you just want attention, so maybe you just shut the fuck up, okay? Um, Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Why does food in America always taste sweet? I'm an American. I was born and live in Minnesota. I started to notice American foods is always sweet. I'm not talking about candy or sweets. Foods like pasta dishes or even pizza. Why, though? So here's one thing. We add sugar to everything. Um, one thing I recently learned, you know, because, you know, if you want a diet, they always talk about, like, going on more of a low-carb diet. And one thing I've really, like, come to realize, you know, looking for foods and stuff like that is... A lot of more of, like, homemade, fresh, bakery-style, like, breads, you know, like, that's, like, more technical, like, real bread, you know, you'd make. doesn't have as many carbs as you would think in it. Uh, it's because, like, that general cheap white loaf of bread that you'd get at a grocery store, uh, the reason why it lasts so much longer than a regular loaf of bread is because they add a lot of sugar to it, and the sugar helps it last longer. I'm not saying that it's, like, any more unhealthy, but it's just more sugar, and that's what keeps it lasting longer and more fresh and stuff like that. So we do add sugar to everything, and, you know, you're like, pasta and pizza? Like, yeah, you add sugar to pizza dough. That's no problem. You add sugar to uh, tomato, the tomato sauce you'd put on the pizza as well, pasta, 
Um, I mean, sometimes you add sugar to the dough. You can add sugar to the dough. That's not like an underwhelming thing to do. I've never seen too many people do that. Uh, like I said, sauces, they usually add sugar to that as well. It's just, you know, it's more sweet. And I think, uh, you know, sweet, you know, sugar tastes good. And uh, that's what makes things so good and uh, tasty and scrumptious and delicious and so fucking good. But, uh, yeah, usually from Minnesota. Um, but, yeah, no, I think that's a thing, though. And I think that's why movements like keto work so well in the United States, I would say, is because we had sugar to so much food. So you cut out – you're like, I'm going to cut out carbs. And you're like, okay, there's going to be no sugar in this. And so you're really just cutting down sugar, and it really helps you a lot, just not eating sugar and stuff like that. Like, they'll – like. And to be honest with you, you get into barbecue stuff. Like, there's sugar in barbecue sauce. You're like, I'm eating healthy. I'm going to eat just barbecue meats and stuff like that. But like, well, if you have sauce or they douse it in any sauce, it's like there's sugar in the sauce because uh, brown sugar. And if you pork place items, like you put a little sugar, brown sugar and stuff on that, it really helps take out the flavor. I'm like, I'm telling you, it looks, it looks really good. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think that really explains it all. Just saying. We had sugar to everything in America. Uh, sometimes it really helps dishes. Sometimes it makes it a little sweet, but sometimes life life makes you a little different. So, um, for the most part... Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. What do you consider a female simp? I know this term is usually used to guys, but what are the kinds of attitudes you attribute to the opposite sex? Um, so, yeah, this one has me thinking here. Like, what would be a female simp? Can we talk about, like, a male... Or a man sim. I'm just going to say man and woman because apparently if I say female, someone on the fucking internet has a fucking cow. Uh, but like a man simp, you know, they like uh, basically worship a woman and like will do anything for her. I'm, I'm a former simp. I used to do simp shit. Now, what would want me to do that for? I'm like, fuck no. And uh, now I've just become an asshole. Uh, let's, just, let's just be honest. I've just become an asshole at this point. But, like, a man simp would be like, I'll do anything for you. Oh, you want me to rug your legs? Like, oh, your legs hurt? I'll rub them for you. But, like, in like for the most part, like, you want to do the boyfriend shit for someone, but you don't get the boyfriend reward. Or if you do, you get, like, little snippets of the boyfriend reward, stuff like that. It's like, hmm, I'll touch your inner thigh. They're like, oh, boy, that felt great. Um, so what would be the woman version of that? I don't think it could translate as well. Uh, from like what you're talking about, like the the man simp to the woman simp translates so much. Here's a philosophy I've really come to terms with. When I think about it, when you, th- I would say like a woman simp is the girl who always goes back to the fuck boy, and especially when it comes to the fuck boy, when she would say when she would wish he would change and like do that shit for her. You know, I was like, man, I wish someone would do that for me. But you go to, like, the fuckboy, and and really we say, I wish someone would do that for me. Uh, you're really saying, I wish that fuckboy would do that for me. So I would really say the women who go to the fuckboys, I would say, are the real female sim or woman simps. Because you are basically keep coming back again and again. And, like, basically you're letting this dude fuck you and then leave and disrespect you. Like, he's 100% disrespecting you. I cannot imagine he's not doing anything uh, else like that. But, uh... But yeah, oh, that's what I would say a woman simp is. Like, you're just letting a fuckboy disrespect you. He's coming over, he's basically calling you for booty calls, and you're like, yes, maybe I'll change him. And then, like, you don't change him, and then, yeah, and you just keep going back to him. You keep going back, even though he's never going to change. He's going to be this shitty-ass fuckboy, and you're just going to, he's never going to change. 
And that's what I would consider a woman's simp. So, um, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And with that all being said, that's it. This is the Thanksgiving episode of Cancel Sweezy. Next week, we start Christmas Sweezy, our month-long Christmas special slash New Year's Eve special that we review my favorite albums of the year. But we're talking about Christmas for a while, so it's going to be uh, very awesome. So thank you for tuning in to Kansas Sweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. The day this episode comes out, November 23rd, I'm playing bass with Jacob Gapsch in Columbia, Missouri at Rose Music Hall for Wild Turkey Wednesday. Make sure if you're in the area, you go to that. Stop hanging out with your family and come watch me play music. That is way more important than whatever the fuck you're doing with your families. So if you're in the Columbia, Missouri area, you definitely better be coming up in May. You better believe you're coming up in May. Uh, My cover of Last Christmas is out now wherever you stream your music and the rest of Never Nude Records, Grandma Got Run Over by a Tour Van, all out now. Go check that out. It's going to be the best Christmas music you'll hear all season. Uh, Twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. I don't know uh, when I'll next be streaming after this, but I'll be continuing uh, Pokemon Scarlet. No, Pokemon Violet. I'm playing Pokemon Violet, so definitely go check that out. Twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Connect your Amazon Prime account so you can uh, subscribe for free. Take $5 out of Jeff Bezos' bank account. Patreon page. Uh, financially help me and everything I do, and say thank you for being a friend. And remember, audio-only platforms, go to our YouTube page, check that out, share those highlights, leave us a comment, subscribe, like the videos. Uh, but also remember, if you're on the audio platforms, uh, leave us a review, give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1-star rating. So, Hong Kong, it's Thanksgiving. Hong Kong, you love butt drugs? And stay awesome.
You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs and uh, yeah, stay awesome.